Good evening, folks. You know, it's illegal to jaywalk, but it's not illegal to jaytalk. Welcome to the show. I'm your co-host, Jay Ramsey, and of course, we have our wonderful co-host, Nick from the Nick Drive. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? So, how are you doing? I'm doing good, man. How about you? Doing good. I'm doing good. You like the intro? Love the intro. Did you just make that up? Yes. <laughs> That's awesome. See, that was good. I could see those wheels spinning, and every time you do it, I start giggling, and I'm trying to keep it quiet. I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to mute my mic every time we start the show because you always come up with something silly, which is good. Yeah, just trying to make it like fun, you know. So I like that. Yeah. So we're gonna dive in right in today. Yeah. Okay. So we got this is gonna be a little bit of an off the cuff for the for the fans. Um but 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 you know, we got a couple of topics that we do want to talk about too specifically. So, you know, we're gonna to try to stay a little somewhat, but we're gonna just kinda of let it roll, you know, you and, and just go off the cuff. But I know Nick wanted to go first, kind of start off the uh conversation on the evening. So I'm I'm gonna turn it over to you, kind of you know what you what you wanted to to talk about. Well, now I thought we were gonna talk about the the little video excerpts about about nice guy versus kind guy. Oh, I thought that was and the then second I could half. Go into my story. Oh, okay. Okay, we're gonna hold that off on the second half. I'm all right with that. Okay. Okay. No, I, I don't even know where to start then. Well, the the one you were gonna talk about, you want to talk about birthdays, uh, special events, special occasions. Oh my God. Yeah, we get, I, thank you for letting me tell that story. So here we are coming up on my birthday, which is th- today. You guys, you're going to be listening to the podcast on the day of my birthday. So it'll be my 60th birthday. And last weekend, we decided to talk. Yeah, should we do a little? There we go. Come on, man. It, it, you we made should. it to 60. That is really cool. And I'm still standing. That's impressive. Yeah. <laughs> I get out of bed every morning. I'm doing good. Exactly. But instead of saying that, I should probably say, hey, it's my 60th birthday. <laughs> Whatever. And everybody starts laughing. No. Whatever. Um, see, now I just got so okay. So last weekend we decided to, you know, Jay, Jay and I have been wanting to get get out and start doing some stuff. You know, we've been wrapped up in life and busy and not been able to do things and by the weekend, we've been exhausted, and then we have domestic chores to do, those kinds of things, just like everybody else. But we decided to start doing some stuff, and last weekend, we went bowling. So Jay said, Let, let's go, let's go. So we tried to invite a few people, and a few people were like, well, I don't know if I'll make it, whatever. And then Jay jumped out and started inviting some other people. So there was two, three, four, five, six, seven of us, six or seven of us. Seven of us, yeah. Seven of us. So we were all there, and I, I wasn't thinking nothing of it. I just figured we were going to do some bowling, and we did it, you know, early this week, you know, early in the day and the weekend, so that we weren't messing with the crowds and the bowling tournaments and all that stuff. Yeah, well, that turned and all out of a sudden, well. Out of nowhere, uh, do what? <laughs> that What'd turned say? out well. <laughs> oh yeah, it ended up being a a bowling tournament for a biker club in the morning when we got yeah. there. I know early, like everybody should have been at church early. <laughs> exactly. That was a funny part. Yeah, that was but anyway. Some of our good friends from the Renfest showed up and some of Jay's coworkers and ex coworkers showed up. And then I, I walked in, I wasn't thinking nothing of it. I figured we were just going to do some bowling, 
you know, noon rolled around, we were going to probably grab a beer, you know, and just enjoy the, and then go eat, you know, some lunch after that. Oh no, I look down and there's a cake. <laughs> and I look at the cake and I'm like, really? I mean, <laughs> honest to God, didn't even think about it being my birthday. You know, it's still a week away. And there it is. My favorite cake in the whole world. Trace Leches. Nice. So I got to give it to my buddy Jay because he really did. He really did good on that. Just out of nowhere, caught me, caught me off guard. And before we even started bowling, they pulled the cake out and they had to put those sad numbers on the top of it. But, you know, <laughs> we have to accept those things as we're getting older, you know, because there ain't no room for 60 candles. So he just got the 6-0 and they sang happy birthday to me. It was great. Of course, there's a bunch of bikers around going, who are these fruit cakes, you know? Yeah, exactly. They're all just staring at. They were all really nice guys. I think they were a Christian um, biker club. Right. A lot of so, military guys, uh, ex-police yeah. officers. Yeah, it was just a really interesting group. Yeah. Yeah. So Yeah, so then we bowled three or four games and had a great time. And then we left there. What was the name of that restaurant we went to? Man, that food BB's was good. BB's Crawfish something? Yeah. Yeah. It was good. Yeah. And we pretty much had the place to ourselves. So we just cut up and had a good time. And I want to thank everybody that was there and all my friends. And I want to thank Jay for making my birthday start off just the best it could have ever been. So thank you, brother. Oh, whatever. So you're uh, welcome. See, you're going to pull that shot. Hey, I threw it out there. I mean, come on. I know. I know. But I mean, you do things like that, not for acknowledgement, but because you just do it. Well, I, and yeah, I get it. And I was so proud of that. And I thought I need to be more like that. I need to be able to remember that. How did you remember that my favorite cake was Tres Leches? I don't, I don't remember. Well, I was... know we told this story on, I had to have told the story in one of the podcasts. I, I don't remember that it was your favorite, but I do remember that it was in your top two or three. And when I was at the store, I'm like, yeah, he's not going to like that. No, he's not going to, no, he's not going to. And I'm like, Oh man, the only thing I know for sure that I know he likes is a Tres Leche. But I do oh, remember awesome. Thanksgiving a year ago, your mom's house, they had two Tres Leches cakes, and that was your thing. You love the Tres Leches. I remember yeah, that. That was good. See, so I do remember things. It's sometimes it's yeah. obscure, but crazy stuff, you know. But that's what the awesome part was. So Jay and I used to work the company worked for, there was a lady that was in the purchasing department. She's now the manager of the purchasing department. And one day I walked into work when I was working at the downtown office for about a year. She just walked over and says, Hey Nick, I made this cake last night and I got this left over and I, I won't eat it. It's going to go bad. You want it? I said, sure. And it was the first time I'd ever eaten Tres Leches and she made it by, she made it from scratch. Right. And I thought that was just the best thing since sliced bread. And I went in and told her, I'm like, every time you make that, you let me know. And she still does it today. She'll make it like every three or four months. And she'll say, Nick, if you can get over to 9420, I'll save a piece for you. Let me know if you're coming. Right. Nice. So that's been, yeah, she's awesome. Carol, she's friends with me on Facebook. She's awesome. You're talking about Jara? Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Friends on Facebook, too. Yeah. 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 No. Yeah. Good cook. Yeah. Yep. So. Yeah, good cook. So. <laughs> That's funny. 
So. so that's how that whole thing got started. I know I told the story once before, but man, Tres Leches is good stuff. And then what did they bring me with a candle on it at the restaurant was my second favorite bread was bread pudding. Yeah. And it was probably it, it it's in the it's one of the best bread puddings I've ever had. Oh really? It's it was that five. Good. Oh yeah, as a matter of fact, matter of fact, I ate dinner already and I had a couple bites of it. I mean it's rich. Yeah. But I you know, I couldn't the piece was just ginormous. Everybody took a bite off of it and there's still enough for two or three more desserts. It's that big. Yeah. Yeah. So I had a couple bites of it before we started the podcast. It's awesome. Right. So Maybe that's why I'm ready for a nap now. <laughs> Maybe it, that could be true. You're right. Exactly. Yeah, definitely, that definitely puts somebody asleep. Eat a whole one of those. Yeah, we were looking at food comas on on Sunday. I will tell you that. We. I did come home and take a nap. I did. Really. I absolutely did. We. I did. We didn't do much when I got home. Oh. Not, you know, that was it. Did some laundry. I had one more load of laundry I had to finish up, but that right. was it. That's funny. Yeah. 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 So I got to tell you, and folks, this is really, it's choose your audience, okay, I guess more than anything. You know, for me, I knew Nick enjoyed having a lot of fun, a lot around his friends. So this was kind of a last minute, oh, this would be a lot of fun if I did this. I catch him off guard, you know, but I I knew you were going to love it. I mean, I, I wasn't oh, worried I about that. I absolutely did. You know, so, but, you know, that's the little things that, you know, people say they don't sweat the little things. But I think sometimes those are the biggest impact. You know, just those little whatever, you know. I will never forget that day. Yeah, I'm glad. I'm glad. And, you, know you know what I mean? I will never forget that day. It was. I never expected that. I wasn't even thinking about know any of that and there it was <laughs> so I, I gotta tell a story folks this is pretty hilarious i think i may post the picture as part of the of this episode just so people oh, can understand yeah so this was actually pretty hilarious nick okay so we went bowling by the way folks nick a hell of a bowler don't get it. he he had two Really good games. One game that was at least decent, but he, he let me win once. And then, you know. I let you win. I did not let you win. I choked in the 10th frame. Whatever. I did. I, I wasn't playing no, no. I tried I tried to win. Right. I, honest to God, tried to win. Right. And so the funny thing is, is we're in the 10th frame, and I need six pins to tie him. And I'm, I'm last, <laughs> and he just bowled right in front of me. I need six pins to tie him. So what do I do on the first ball? I threw six pins. Six pins, exactly. <laughs> exactly. It was hilarious. And I'm standing behind him. You know, <laughs> you're not supposed to step up on the wood, you know, when somebody else is bowling. I'm standing there going, going to have to get six pins. Don't worry about that gutter. You know, I'm sitting there harassing him behind his back, and he's like, no problem. I can do six pins. And I'm like, you better not do any less than that because that's going to be bad on you. And we're I'm doing that behind his back, and he's going, no problem, six pins. And he throws a ball and gets exactly six pins. Hey, that, that was, was so awesome. funny. Yeah, exactly. That was so funny. <laughs> it was great. But Nick actually. Everybody behind us was cracking up. Oh, yeah, no, it was hilarious, dude. Yeah. But, yeah, Nick actually, I mean, and I was throwing a brand-new bowling ball. So, you know, that was, and it felt good, too. I, I still, I got to get back into the groove of stuff because I hadn't 
I don't bowl it often enough to get back in the groove, especially right. with this new yeah. ball. I got to really, but you know, Nick threw a, I mean, I don't think we may have been bowling three times in the last year. And, right. Well, you've been a little more often than I have. I think I've gone four times. Yeah. Right. But the whole thing is, is Nick threw a 200 game on his last yep. game. He really, he did a Nick really good game. Finished out with a 200, right at 200. Right. Yeah, exactly. Right at 200. And I bowled, got in the 10th frame and choked again. Right. Exactly. I, w- I would have had well over 200 if I could have turkeyed out or something like that. But, oh, no, I drew like a seven and a two. Yeah, exactly. I know. They gave me exactly 200. So how do you finish out like that? It's like, really? I need to bowl one more game so I can finish strong. You know what I mean? I know. I know. But, yeah, it was good. Okay, so let, let's get on to the, the story because, you know, he, Nick okay. is really a great. So we go to the restaurant. And, and, yeah, folks, I'm sorry. You know, for those of you that don't like storytelling, Get over it, or you know what? You can log off now. I don't care. Anyway, yeah, right. <laughs> so we already told you. This is like two guys sitting around a campfire. Come on now. Anyway. That's exactly right. Um, we go to the restaurant. First thing Nick does is he heads off, you know, to the bathroom. Now, he's running two minutes late from us, so we kind of got into the restaurant first anyway. But the waitress comes up and says, okay, we've got one person who's his birthday. He's coming in in a minute. You know, yada yada yada. Do y'all they have? They did it again. Yeah, I was like, do y'all have a hat or a, or a saddle or something that you know we can do to embarrass him? You know, and oh my gosh, it it was if if this was pretty, it was pretty crazy. I will tell you this. So she's like, I don't think we've got anything, but I'll go check. You know, so Nick runs off. He goes to the bathroom. At this point, he doesn't know what's going off. She goes to the back. Nick comes in, they sit down, and then he gets up, goes to the bathroom. She comes back and says, "Um, my manager says we've got something. And literally, it's like this mini tiara snow hat or or Santa hat thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, what the hell? It's, it's, yeah, I know. It's a Santa hat with a princess crown thing, you know, that you wear over your head. Yeah, it was kind of, it was kind of weird. It was funny as hell, but it was kind of weird. Yeah. So, um, the funny thing is, is so he sits down, Carrie gets up, she goes to the bathroom. And the girl comes out and she's like, walks up behind Nick. He didn't even know what's going on. And she literally slides the thing onto his head and he's like, what the hell? You know? And so... Everybody lost it. I mean, and I'm not lying. They lost it. It was pretty hilarious. Looking like a dork. It, it was looking th- like a dork. No, nah, dude, you weren't looking like a funny. dork. You were. You were looking no, it good. Was funny. It was funny. Yeah. It was not yeah, a dork. Yeah, yeah. You, you were. You were being a good sport. So, um, but I think the funniest thing is, you know, once you guys see the picture, you'll find it funny. You'll understand kind of this comment because he's sitting there wearing this thing, and we're like. He's like, I don't even know what it looks like. And it's like, oh, I could take a picture and show you. And he's like, we'll wait until Carrie gets out. And then she literally, she walks out. She sits down. She looks at him. She's falling out laughing. And then she's like, after she catches her breath, she's like, it looks like a dildo on your head. I just about lost it. (laughs) I was like, what the hell? I mean, I'm sorry, but it was funny as hell. 
That was that so was. You're great. not going to finish what I said after that. Though. Oh yeah, no, you you actually said you know. So I mean, you want to sit on my head, and I was just like, oh <laughs> lord, <laughs> oh hey, my god. You opened that can of worms. She did open the can right of in. worms, exactly. You know, but oh my god, oh we lost it at that point, folks. I ain't gonna lie, it was funny as hell. Yes, we were in a restaurant. Oh my gosh, yeah. Thankfully, it well, it had hardly anyone there. I mean, it was really empty, so it's not like we were gonna offend anyone. But oh my gosh, that even the waitress was like, she didn't know how to act. She was completely lost it too. I mean, it was just it, that was her fun crowd for the day. You know, that was yeah. you know. So initially, she was absolutely petrified to put that thing on my head. I know, I know. Because when she walked towards me, you could see that look in her eye, like. I just hope that doesn't piss this guy off. Right, or, you know, exactly. Well, you never know. She just put it on my head. Yeah, you don't. You're right. right. Some people get offended, but it's really hard to offend me, especially about stuff like that. I mean, come on. Right, right. And so, you know, yeah, we were going to take up for her. You know, we were the one that put up, put her up to it. So it's not like it was, you know. But, and it's deal. funny how, how people notice things and laugh about them and talk about them because you posted, you already posted a bunch of that stuff on Facebook. Right. Well, one of our bowlers has thumb rings, and the rings were about to slide off and off while they were doing it. So I just happened to be standing there, and she pulled the thumb ring off and handed it to me and says, hold this. It's about to fall off my hand. Well, I wasn't close to anywhere where her purse was or anything like that, so I just found a finger that it would fit on, and it just happened to be my ring finger on my left hand. <laughs> So I I, it that. fit just perfect. <laughs> yes. And so I just left it there. Well, there were pictures taken at the restaurant afterward. We forgot all about it. Right. You know, she I know. didn't ask about it. And I, you know, I just wasn't paying attention. You know, it was just there. Right. So a bunch of the pictures in. I walk into work Monday morning because you had posted it that night. I walk into work and a girl literally comes up to me and grabs me by my jacket and goes, Did you get married? <laughs> <laughs> Oh my gosh. I said, uh, no. Well, why are you wearing a wedding ring on, you know, during your during that birthday party? And then I had to explain it. So if anybody sees the pictures, no, I didn't get married. That's how it happened. And there you go. Yeah. Sure. I'd be if I got married again, I'd probably be sleeping under a bridge within a month because she'd probably t- I don't have much for her to take at this point. Whatever. Did I say that out loud? No. <laughs> <laughs> he'd be just he'd be sleeping at Jay's house. That's where he's gonna be sleeping. On the back patio. Whatever. Come on. I wouldn't let I wouldn't do that to you. Maybe the cow. You'd wake up in the morning, I'd be sprawled out on your nice comfortable chair and you'd be like, okay. Now you've overstepped your bounds. Whatever. You know I wouldn't do that to I, you. I I know you wouldn't. I'd just be in silly. You could say something like that funny. I knew you'd be kidding about it. You know oh, what yeah, I mean? Oh yeah, I know. I know. I know. Yeah. You know. Nobody sits in my chair. That's what I'd say. I used to say that. <laughs> I don't anymore. It really it's it's pointless anymore. It's not worth it. I know, and it, it's really funny. I know we might have said that on the podcast before. This is a really funny story how that happens. So when I was married and the kids were young and all that, you know, the wifey would go out and buy, you know, cookies and candy and snacks and chips and stuff like that. Right. Well, she would ask me. Hey, I'm going to the store. Is there anything you're in the mood for? And I'd go, 
yeah, get me some chocolate chips ahoy, chocolate chip cookies. Right. Well, she'd get them, and if I didn't devour the whole box that night, by the you know, and and it would probably be three or four days before I actually went in and got some, they would be gone because the kids would eat them. Right. And then I would go. She'd go. You know, the next time she'd go to the grocery store, she'd say, "Hey, what do you what do you what are you craving? What are you hungry for? What kind of snack do you want?" And I'm like, "I'm not going to tell you." Because you're going to buy it, and the kids are going to eat it. So I don't know if it was Father's Day or birthday one day. She had bought a Tupperware dish of all the things that I had requested, like Cheetos and Oreos and, you know, peanut M&Ms, a whole gamut of all that, put it in the Tupperware dish, and all the kids wrote on it, this is Dad's Tupperware, you know, Dad's. Right. Dad's, it's all, it's, this is Dad's. Do not touch. And they wrote all over the top and the bottom and everything. So that turned out to be really good because all these little snacks were in there and they were vacuum sealed, which was nice, nice Tupperware. So the kids would have to come up and ask me, hey, Dad, can I have some of those chocolate chip cookies? I'm like, you sure can. And if I ran out that way, I knew I was going to run out. Right. So then I wouldn't come in the next day and go, okay, I'm ready for a chocolate, you know, that kind of deal. Exactly. That's a pretty, that's a pretty cool story. No, that is a pretty cool story. So. I'm going to say nice things about her now because at the end of this thing, I'm going to throw that woman under the bus. I know. Did I say that out loud again? Yeah, no, you're good. <laughs> you know what? Sometimes people deserve it. So. Well, this particular instance, it was just a dumb move, I'm just saying. Yeah. So, okay. So, birthdays, folks, just remember they're still special. I know some of you don't like them. But, you know, I think we've had a podcast where we talked about this before. You know, not everybody is going to have a 60th birthday. Uh, what is it? Uh, Marie Presley? Yeah. She, yeah, she just passed away. Yeah, 54 years old, you know. 54. Yeah. So, you know, not everybody, you know, it, and, you know, I know I've said it before. Andrew's not going to see another birthday. So, you yeah. know. There, there are plenty of people that are not going to see another birthday. So you know what? Be thankful you have one. Be thankful for so, another you know year. Something? Absolutely. I agree 100%. And I have to say, when I started hitting 40, 45, 50, I started regretting birthdays. I'm like, damn, another birthday. For some reason now, I'm like, damn, I'm 60 and still walking. You know, after beating the crap out of my body for 20 years on water skis, you know, I have arthritis and I got these pains here and there. And after we went bowling, we're all texting each other back and forth. All right. Is it, am I the only one or am I the only one that's sore or, you know, right. In pain. Yeah. yeah. Knees, shoulders. Oh yeah. Yeah. Advil, aspirin, you know, BC powder, throwing it down. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So yeah. Monday was a little bit of a struggle. I was pretty stiff. Yeah, me too. Yeah, so. But you know what? I'm thankful for the stiff. Absolutely. Would I do it again tomorrow? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I think that's the big thing we had talked about is is we need to get out and live life more. And we are. We're going golfing this weekend. We are going golfing this weekend. So, you know, so we're going to continue to live life and we're going to continue. I mean, the group that we were with, they're talking, they want to do it, do something every month, you know? Right. And so, you know, already talking about Sherwood Forest and, you know, and, and that's, that's the one thing I would tell our fans is, is don't let life pass you by. 
Absolutely. Be thankful for every year, every day, and live life, you know, and, and, and just be look around you and, and try to look at what you've got. You may not have everything, but what you've got, you should be thankful for. Yes. You Amen know? to that. Yeah. So and just to give you a segue to Sherwood Forest, there's a Sherwood Forest just outside of Austin where they have a Renaissance festival. Yeah, Renfest so, style. Yeah, exactly. Renfest style, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, and I've always said I wanted to go to Sherwood Forest. And Paul, I said that to Paul, and he goes, Well, you better go to England if you're going to want to see that. I'm like, Okay, <laughs> that'll put, I'll put that on my bucket list. Yeah, exactly. But I, I, since I heard about the Sherwood Forest Renfest outside of Austin, I'm like, Okay, we need to do that. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. No, I so, agree. Okay, so. Second topic that we were going to talk about tonight, and this is kind of the big one. Um, oh, boy. Yeah. And folks, come on. You know, live your life. Um, get out there and do something. But I saw a really interesting, and I mean, I know we do a lot of TikToking and stuff like that. You know, it's hard, part of the reason why we, how we found, you know, the badass counseling guy, Schwinn, you know. Yeah, and so awesome. there, there's, there's a lot of stuff like that, but it's, you know, I know a lot of people use it for, um, to promote themselves, and, you know, I, I'm pretty sure I could do that more. I just haven't lately. But for, uh, for me, it's really interesting seeing, because, like, I'm starting to see that my feed over there, because I know Facebook has reels, too, so I, I'm seeing it in both places. But it's right. really interesting to see some of these and some of these will grab my attention because I will look at this and I'll be like, okay, I can see this happening either in my life or my friend's life or, you know, in, in somebody, and I can associate with that topic. And I think that's the big thing. You can see a million things on TikTok, Facebook, whatever. Instagram. Right. But if it really doesn't grab your interest, you know, it's kind of, What's the point? But if you can associate, and I think that's the, the one thing that we talk about, there are a lot of people who listen to our podcast and they can associate with what we're going through and what we're talking yeah. about. I mean, two, we're yes. two guys talking around, you know, it, like we're talking around a campfire, talking about life. But, you know, there are plenty of people that can associate with the same kind of growing pains, the same kind of, you know, life experiences that we go through it's amazing to me that if if anybody even thought this i mean like i said we've said this a million times we're not professionals we're not educated in psychology or psychiatry or any of that it's just two guys that have lived their life and what you're hearing is all 100 percent true right it's absolutely everything that's happened in our lives yesterday a week ago a month ago 10 years ago yeah. And hopefully that some of these stories that we talk about, people will realize, hey, I went through that. And here these two turds are talking on, you know, and they're just having fun with it. You know, I love the saying, if you get into an argument or, or something's really stressed you out, or I'm really getting tired of hearing the word anxiety. Right, you know, right. Or, you know, but when you get to that point, you need to stop for one second and think, How's this situation that I'm in right this minute that's got me completely stressed out, how's it going to affect me in a week, in five weeks, 
in a year, in five years, in 10 years. If you can stop and think, how's this going to make me feel a year from now? If it's going to be funny, doesn't sound funny at the moment, but it's going to be funny, then why make a big deal out of it? Why make a mountain out of a molehill, you know? Right. So I try to do that. I'm not 100%. I'm fixing to tell you a story as to how I couldn't do that because it just got under my skin. But, you know. But but, but I I like the way you put that. You know, it's... we all get to that point where we let things get to a stress or whatever, but yeah, yes. you know, just realize that you're not the only one and maybe hearing us talk about it will, you know, either one, give you an idea. Maybe there's something we did that you haven't tried that will help you get through your situation. You know what? Right. And, and that's, that's the key point. We're just here to share our stories, what we've done, and then, you know, if we can help you out in any way, we're, we're happy to. But, but moving on to the next piece. Nice guys versus kind guys. This was really interesting for me because it was like, okay, when this girl talked about the difference between nice guys and kind guys, it really made sense to me. Absolutely did to me, too. Yeah, because it was like, you know, they tell you nice guys finish last. So true. And, and yeah, it is true. But when you heard her talk about it, it was like, oh, well, that makes a lot more sense to me. So I don't consider myself the nice guy. I actually, based on her description, consider myself the kind guy. Now, see, when I first heard it, as we're going through it, I considered myself the nice guy. Okay. The way she described it, once she started talking about the difference between the two, I'm like, oh, wait a minute. And I, I'm looking at you as we're playing it again before we started the podcast, and I knew right off the bat you're a kind guy versus the nice guy. Right. But I, through, the whole, through the whole beginning of that, I'm like, yeah, I'm the nice guy. But see, and and I will say, just my observation, for the most part, you're the kind guy, but every once in a while, I'll see the nice guy come out of you. Well, yeah, I, yeah. And that's just. I think you have to start off being a nice guy until the way she explained it, and then you come into who you are. Then you learn to set boundaries and rules and. Well, you know, discipline yourself and structure and that kind well, of thing. Well, I was going to, you didn't let me completely finish, but I'm glad you said sorry, that. Sorry. No, you're good. I'm glad you said that because two years ago, the nice guy. Now, <clears throat> I look at you and I see the kind guy. You've set boundaries. You set expectations. You, you will call people on their crap. You know, a couple of years ago, right. you're just trying to make people happy. You've Dude, grown. That's all I wanted to do, yep. Right. You've grown, and that's why, that, that was kind of my point. That was what I was alluding to, is, is in the past, I think I would have saw you as the nice guy, but you've grown. You're starting to right. see the toxic, and it's like, okay, I need to set a boundary around this toxic, because I, I don't want it in my life anymore. I don't have a problem going to someone I'm dating and saying, I'm uncomfortable with this, or this is, you know, and setting my boundaries. Another thing that 
you've taught me okay. is, and we've talked about it on a podcast, is about picking restaurant choices or picking food to eat. You know, I was always the guy that, what, what do you want to eat? I don't care. What do you want? I don't care. I don't care. And then we get in an argument <laughs> because she doesn't want to make the decision. But then again, I was in a marriage where she would go, what are we doing for dinner? What do you want for dinner? And I'd go, I don't care, whatever you want. No, you got to pick. And we did all that for a few minutes. And then finally I said, okay, I want meatloaf, whatever, right? Right. And and then she'd go, no, I don't want meatloaf. I think we're going to have such and such. And I'd go, why'd you bother asking me and getting in a fight? You know? Right. Like, you almost picked a fight. Just make the deal, you know? Right. So that that was a struggle. So I didn't want to get into that struggle in the dating scene. I would just talk to him and say, hey, what's your favorite foods? What do you like? Would you like to go here? That's how I would approach it. Right. And then you told me your story about, I'm going to give you three choices. You pick two or however you did it. That's it, that what you did, right? Yeah, give you three choices. You eliminate one you don't want. And you'll pick one of the two. I'll pick one of the two that's remaining. And see, that's that to me was like, okay, but I just went ahead and took it one step further. After listening to the three percent man, I just when I I set a date or met somebody and and we're gonna meet somewhere. Right. I'm basically gonna say, we're going here. I'll meet you there at such and such a time. Right. End of story. Right. If you don't like it, you know. Oh okay. well. Yeah. Exactly. So. Right. And there's nothing wrong with that. That was one. Go ahead. No, and that was the first time I did that. That was one of those dates where she ate as fast as she could and got out of that restaurant and disappeared. She got a free meal. That's all she wanted. Oh, yeah, I know. Those... Oh, shit, bird. Yeah, I know. It happened. The free mealers. Okay, so we really need to give them a little bit more about her TikTok, how it, what it explains to the nice versus kind. Okay, okay. So I'll, I'll go through it a little bit. So the nice guy... Okay. Is the guy who's just doing whatever he can to make you happy. Yes. So he is just going out of his way, doing everything he can. You know, he's going to treat you like the queen, the princess, whatever. Almost to the point at a, as a, a at, at an expense to himself. He's, yes. you know, he's neglecting himself. In order to make this person feel happy, he's neglecting his feelings, neglecting, you know, she didn't put it like that, but that's how I heard it, you know? Exactly what she does. A, a nice person will overcome whatever they feel or want to please the other one to be accepted and to be wanted. Right, right. And, yeah. and the problem is, is they never get the validation. And so it leads to a resentment because after a while, it's like, you know, I've been nice this whole time. I've been nice this whole time and I'm not getting anything in return, you know, and, yeah. and, and that, that happens. So, but it, it's essentially just the easiest way to sum it up is it's somebody that's just willing to do everything that can to make you happy, you know, in a relationship. Doesn't have to be a guy or a girl. I mean, it, it, it either or. It's just, a, you know, right. we're talking about nice guy, but it's essentially someone who is just going out of their way to do whatever they can. No matter, you know, if you say you want to do this, they're like, well, you know, in their eyes, they're like, well, I really don't like that. But 
they're trying to be a nice guy. So they're saying, yeah, you can do that. Hey, I'm going to go hang out with my buddy. He's a guy, but there's nothing going on. And it's like, okay, you know. And if that makes you happy. Yes, exactly. Just let me know where you guys are going. You know, yeah. Yeah. Here, let me give you an example of how I felt about it. Okay. If I started a relationship or was in a relationship and I was, I would overlook the red flags, but the green flags I would hyper-focus on. Right. So doing that hyper-focus, all of a sudden, this woman is my world. I have created her to be my world. Right. And so in that aspect, all I could think of was, as long as I'm making her happy, as long as I'm making her happy, whatever I got to do to make her happy, I got to spend money or do this or do, you know, I'll do it. Right. That, that was the way I was two or three years ago, even after, you know, five years of being divorced. Right. Well, and you know, the funny thing is, is that goes back to the, you know, uh, happy wife, happy life crap. You know, we've talked right. about that, you know, cause a nice right. guy is going to do whatever he can to make sure he has a happy wife, but he didn't really have a happy life. Let's just be honest. Right. You know? Oh yeah, you're right. So, okay. So kind guy, essentially a kind guy is a guy who has a genuine heart who loves deeply but knows how to define boundaries knows how to set expectations understands his deal breakers his red flags and and doesn't mind moving them and acting on them you know um will call his friends out or call his Pe- call people out on their crap, including his person he's dating. You yes. know, and that is what they call somebody with moral standards, values, you know, and who will vocalize them. One of the things that she said that I really liked is a nice guy doesn't show confidence in himself. A kind guy will. Yes. Yeah, yeah. That's, a that's kind good guy one. has confidence in himself and is not afraid to make a decision, even if it's not the most popular. Yeah, that's a good. That was a good one too, and I, I really yeah. liked that. That was a really, you know, like I said, it was kind of one of those things. When I saw this, I'm like, that's a really good point. You know, Great granted, point. kind guys are going to struggle too. You know, yeah. you know, because that's the whole thing. Not many girls like being called on their crap, you right. know. So it, it and but I it also, but they, then women, they, they do like that. Yeah, there, there are plenty of women who do respect that, and it is yes. a turn on. Yes, but there are women who do not like it. So it's kind of you're hit or miss on that situation. Then you, you know. got the women that act like they don't like it, but inside they're going, damn, look at him. You know what I mean? Exactly. No, I, I will agree with All women like it. They just, it's the attitude that's going to make them change it, make it or break it. You right. Know? Yeah, exactly. So, yeah, that's a fair point. But yeah, so that was an interesting point, you know, and the whole kind guy thing, I think is where a lot of people should be. You know, yes. and I think that's the the whole thing is is like, okay, folks, you know, it's understand it's it's good to have a, a good heart. It's good to love deeply, but it's not good to just let people run over you. 
Yeah. Let me tell you how I feel about it, and that's something that I portrayed. Yeah. So a nice guy doesn't get the return that a kind guy would. Now, I've played the nice guy for years. Recently, I decided that it's nothing's more important than me. And you've heard me talk about me you right. know, starting to build up my confidence again in the dating scene and all that. Right. And the dates that I go on now, they have told me it was really impressive. You really made me feel safe. Yep. You made me feel feminine. You made me feel like a woman because you took charge of all the situations, whatever was going on. Right. If we went to the movies, this is a movie we're going to go see. I'm going to buy you a drink. You know, we're going to get some popcorn, whatever. Boom. And go. Right. And they've said that makes you 10 times more attractive. Right. I've had two women tell me that. That just because I changed that facade. Now, one of those women I dated when I was a nice guy, and then we kind of broke up and we kind of got back together when I was coming into what I, who I really need to be and want to be in my heart. Right. And she had said, who, who are you? You are so much more attractive. Just like that. Right. You know, so that was a big deal. I'm, and I'm saying that, that if anybody's listening to this podcast, it does make. I mean, you don't have to be an ass about things. No, no, because I mean, you can. No, be you a have to call her up guy, and go. Look, yeah. we're going out Friday night. I'm going to pick you up at seven o'clock, and this is what we're going to do. We're going to hang out with my buddies. It you don't do it like that. No, you know that's extreme opposite. Right. Just say, hey, I'd like to take you out Friday night. We're going to, you know, and don't even tell her where you're going. Right. Just say, you want to go on a date? Yes or no? Yes. I'll pick you up at seven. Done. Right. Right. After that, if she asks, then you could tell her, oh, hey, we're going to, you know, Masa Sushi or we're going to, you know. Right. Well, and I think the point there is even on a first date, even if you're not picking them up, it's like, hey, do you want to go out? Yes. Okay. Right. Well, you know, I know you like this type of food and this is the type of food I like. You know, um, this is what I was thinking. And this is right. where I'd like to go. And sort of like with me, it's like, okay, here's my three choices. This is what I was thinking. One of these three, eliminate one, and then I'll pick from the two remaining. You know, yep. it's it, for me, it's kind of like women have a tendency. They, they, they don't always know what they want to eat, but they know what they don't want to eat. Right. It's easier to say that. Yes. Yes. And so it's like if they say, yeah, I'm not feeling this this week. It's like, okay, that's no big deal. I can eliminate the one and one of the last two. I choose the one I want to go to, you know, or maybe there's something that I'm planning for after the dinner that is like, okay, this is going to be perfect if I do this. Then after the dinner, if everything's going well, we can go this direction, you know? And so that's kind of, right. you know, that's kind of my thought process. And so. See, and I love that. And I, I have done that, but now. I'm just going to pick it. Yeah. I, know. I mean, yes, you, and, and one of the things that you were talking about, it, it just made me realize, yes, at this point, when you got on the first date, you should have at least talked about what kind of foods do you like, or what's your favorite dish or what's your favorite food, that kind of thing. So you get an idea of what your options are. Right. If they, if they say, well, I'm allergic to seafood, then yeah, don't, you know, then yeah, you, you know, know not to go there. Right. But I, I, I even take it a step further. 
I know what they want to eat, what they like to eat, or actually what you said they don't like. And then I'll say, hey, I'm picking you up for dinner or let's meet at Masa Sushi. Right. And I won't give them any other options because I, honest to God, want them to come back and say, well, I don't know if you remember, but I'm not, I'm not a big sushi fan. Right. And I have yet to have somebody come up to me and say, I'm not in the mood for steak or I'm not in the mood for, you know, Papa Do's or I'm, you know what I mean? Right. Right. No, no, I know so, exactly what you're saying. Yeah. Yeah. But, and the last few dates that I've been on, she could care less. She wants me to make the decision. And she flat out told me, I really like that. I don't have to think about that. Right. I'm too busy trying to figure out how good I'm going to look for you. So now that I am that kind guy, took me forever to get there. I'm getting more of what I want and need from whoever I'm on a date with. Right. So much more. Right. So the, the relationship. Because I'm getting those words. Right. The relationship. Go, go, go. I was going to say the relationships you're, you're developing now are, are I mean, you're, you're not looking for marriage, but it, it's centered around the happy spouse, happy house type of attitude. Is what I'm kind of getting more substance at. Yes. in the relationship. Exactly. Yes, it, it, exactly. Both people are trying to make each other happy instead of just one person trying to make the other happy. It, it's right. you know a happy spouse or a happy significant other, whatever you want to call it. But that's kind of the mode you're getting into. Is is both people have to contribute to each other being happy, and and that's a beautiful see, thing. Yes, it is. And it's hard to do. It is. Because if if one of the two of you are weak and somebody's given, 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 they're just going to end up taken. Yes. You know, and that's where you start getting into the old favorite word of narcissism and stuff like that. But when you find somebody that's a caregiver right. and you're a caregiver, you have to tread lightly. You can't give all. You have to learn... That is damn near impossible for me. <laughs> I know. It is so hard to sit back and accept somebody else's help. Well, it, you know. We even talked that on a podcast. <clears throat> when I was married, if I wanted another beer, even if she was in the kitchen, I would get up and go get my own beer. Right. I would go, hey, babe, get me another beer. I don't, that's who I am. That's the way it is. That's, you know, that's how that goes. But, and now, I won't hesitate. I mean, let's just say if I'm whenever I'm watching TV, I'm in my bed. Right. And the TV's in my bedroom, right? So I'm just kicked up, popped, you know, I got the pills all propped up. If I have somebody with me, I will now say, Hey, will you run and go get me a beer? Good for you. Because they want that. I, I would I loved it. Yeah. You know, if I was sitting there and she said, Hey babe, go make me another drink, or hey babe. Can you go grab another piece of pizza? Whatever, whatever the situation is. Right. I don't, I, I never, ever, and to this day from back, I never hesitated. Right. I just jumped up and got it. Now, if it was after a long day of bowling or playing golf and I was super sore, it might take me a little bit of time to get there, but I was still going to do it. You know what I mean? Right. So, and, and, and folks, he's not lying. He doesn't like other people to help him out. I, it drives me crazy. I, if I can't do it, my well, I was raised like that. Well, I know, if I know. You can't but can't do it, it yourself. You don't need it. You know but, what I mean? But see, like for yeah. example, you know, we try to take care of everything 
all of all the payments on Sunday, and it never seems to fail. Nick found a way to go buy some beers without putting it on the tab. I I don't. I'm telling you, I tried. I know. I said his name. I couldn't remember Darren's last name for oh. some reason. I went blank. Oh, that's funny. Okay, it, but I did, and I and they go, why don't you just tell him what lane you were on? And I went, uh, okay, yeah. I I that. Yeah, I know. Right I know. It, it was head. pretty you funny. Know? It was pretty funny. But yeah, he's not used to people buying his, you know, dinners or beers or whatever. He's used to being the guy that kind of, you know. So it, yeah. it, it was and, very and interesting. I will tell you that it, it, to see him have to sit back and let everybody else take care of him was an interesting sight. And it's it's so, why is that so tough? You know what I mean? Yeah. Because what we do is we always, I've always heard that joke of, hey, Jay, can I borrow 10 bucks? You know, and then two weeks later, hey, dude, uh, you know, I need to borrow 20 bucks from you. Or, hey, I need to borrow five bucks from you. We could borrow money back and forth for our entire life. And when we're both staying at the gates of heaven, you owe me a dollar. I owe you a dollar. You know what I mean? Right. It wouldn't be me borrowing money from you and rack it up in the thousands. Right. So. Right. That's good friends. Of course, there are friends that'll just keep mooching off of you, but you know, we try I, not to keep those. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> but you know, but so. but it is hard for you. And you know, I know it is because you are used to being the guy that is always contributing. So that's why it was, you know, I could I wouldn't say he's he didn't it wasn't it wasn't a negative. He didn't say anything, he didn't make any gestures, he didn't whatever. But I know Nick. And he's just he he would have been like if in if nobody had stepped up and paid for the bowling before he got there, he would have been right there at the front desk, like, oh, here's my credit card. I'm gonna pay for the bowling. You guys can, you know, pay me back. No, 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 no. Yeah. We're we're taking care of that. You know, when the waitress came with the check, I'm like, you know, hey, uh, give it to me. He's not paying for shit, you know. It was a cool part about that. Here's where it set my mind at ease. The second I saw the cake. Oh, okay. So I thought in my head, okay, I'm getting to celebrate my birthday. This is really exciting. I didn't know anything about it. So sit back and let them celebrate. Yeah. Let them bring it to you. I wasn't thinking about the payments or anything like that. Good. I mean, good. But I was thinking about you guys. It's, I'm, I'm learning now. It's just as important for your emotions to be able to do that. Yes. You know, because if you get somebody, if I'd have been just like, oh, the hell you shouldn't have done that, and I'd have got kind of pissy about the whole thing, and then I'd have bitched and complained, that would have just ruined the emotions that you were trying to achieve. Yes. You know? Right. So that's where I went, okay, I got a cake. It's my birthday. I, I'm going to just breathe it all in and just kick back and enjoy it. That's exactly what I did. Right. I didn't worry about anything else. And then two or three people said, isn't it time for beers? And nobody was running to the bar, so I'm like, okay, I'm gone. Right. <laughs> That's how that ended up being that way, and I like I told Space for what lane we were on and, you know, all that kind of stuff. I know, so. I know. I'm just teasing you on that one. But, you know, that's it's funny because... But it's the truth. No, it's it is. A, it's a God's honest truth. Right. I, I, you know, my dad's like that. So maybe that's my my upbringing. My dad paid for everything, everywhere we went. Right. No matter what. Even now. Right. If if we went out, if I invited him to dinner, he would somehow pay the check before the dinner even got there 
so that I couldn't get to pay the check. Yeah, my mom has a tendency. He's done it before. My mom has a tendency yeah. to do that stuff. And and we'll, we have to literally sometimes get up, and as soon as the waitress comes and get, uh, says something about drinks, it's like the check's here. And my mom's like, no, 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 no. And I'm like, mom, I got this one. No, I got it. Mom. And you can't argue with mom, but I can argue with your mom because I did that one day. I'm like, it's too late. I already took care of it. Yeah, exactly. She's like, oh, well, let me give you some cash. And I'm like, I I'm not real good. At you know, I was joking. Yeah. I don't carry cash. I don't know how, you know. Yeah, exactly. And I'm like, look, this is a one opportunity that I can do. And I did. You know, that's the way. That's just the way I was raised. That's what I do. Right. I'm worried that we're going to walk out and stiff the people that work their ass off and not giving them a tip and that kind of thing. Because I was there, you know, I was a waiter back then and I was a bartender and I did all that goofy stuff. And right. those tips were critical. Right. Especially nowadays, you know. Yeah. Especially nowadays. So. Yeah. So, so anyway, so, okay, yeah. I'm going to let, let's get back to it because we're running out of time and I want to give you an opportunity. So I, I made this comment about nice guy versus kind guy. And here recently, Nick let his nice guy attitude rear its ugly head. Yes. Okay, Robert so Biscuit. tell your story, man. You know, okay, we're not perfect, so, folks. We do have a tendency to fall back into old habits. So I definitely fell back into old habits. So my kid, I bought. Okay, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to cut this short. There's a lot of details in there in our divorce decree. It states that we're sharing the responsibilities on automobiles and blah, blah, blah. A lot of that stuff was in, in the divorce decree when we got our divorce. Right. So nothing was happening on her end, so I bought my kid a car. Drove it for a couple of years. I, now, I'm paid, I paid for the car. I paid for the insurance. I paid for the upkeep. You know, he puts gas in it, and that, that's about it. And it's in right? your name. Because he had a job. It's in my name. I'm getting no help from his mother. So all of a sudden, one day, he comes home with four brand new tires on the Jeep I bought, the Jeep Grand Cherokee. And I'm like, you went out and bought tires? He goes, no, mom bought me tires. I'm like, no way. Well, that was kind of nice. The, you know, and I, I wasn't going to say anything around my kid, but I was like, she did something nice. I know. <laughs> she didn't do anything for me. I know. But she did something nice for a kid. I don't know what her motivation was, but she has to have some kind of motivation. If she does something for you, you better expect to do tenfold back. Right. You know, that she's one of those people. So, right. She only gives so I was like, wow. when she's expecting to take. Yes. Yes. Exactly. Okay, go ahead. So she puts four brand new tires and nice tires. She didn't just go get retreads or any crap like that, right? So, okay, that was about a year ago. Right. So all of a sudden, you know, my kid and his friends, they've been, you know, having a good time and not paying attention, not taking care of the car. So it's really run down. Like the windows don't roll up and down. They're locked up and, you know, that kind of thing. But they have four good tires on them. So he, he comes home and he says, mom's going to buy me a car. And I said, okay. So he. She buys him a Jeep Liberty. Right. So in that being said, Andrew comes to me a couple of days after that and says, yeah, mom bought me the Liberty. She's going to put it in the shop and have the oil changed and the windshield wipers, you know, and do all the things to get it ready for, you know, good driving if there's any, any engine lights on, blah, blah, blah. So then he says, yeah, she's going she's gonna to take the 
your Grand Cherokee and take the tires off of it and put them on there because they're under warranty. And I'm like, what? And he said, yeah, she's going to take those tires that she put on your car and put them on the Liberty and take the Liberty tires and put them on the Grand Cherokee. And I'm like, and it's because of the warranty? Well, it that voids the warranty. Everybody knows that. That's the way it is. As soon as you take it off that car, it voids the warranty. And that's all I thought. And I didn't think nothing else about it. Right. And then he says, well, she wants me to be in a safe car. And I didn't think nothing about it. And I let it go. And all of a sudden, my Grand Cherokee's gone for five days. Then it comes back. All four tires have metal, the metal shit hanging out of them. Right. On all four tires. Right. They're that bald. Right. And I I was pissed. I mean, I was just flat out pissed. I was like, are you kidding me? You're going to buy him a car, but you're going to half-ass it, and then you bought you. That, to me, is the most disrespectful, rude, selfish. I'm not even going to say the I don't even want to say the word narcissism, but that's the top of the heap right there. And it got under my skin for a day. Right. And then I just kind of overlooked it. Right. A day later, I don't know what made me think about it, but that's when I realized all I had to say was, you're not taking my car. Right. Well, I bought the tires. Well, I want to thank you for buying those tires on my car, but you are not taking it. Right. Nice guy just ate it and let it go. Got the got pissed off about it and his day was ruined and he didn't do a damn thing about it. The kind guy would have went right off the bat. I'm sorry, you're not taking my car. Yeah, there's boundaries. And I didn't set them. Right. I'm more pissed off at myself for not seeing that. You know, all of a sudden, next thing I know, my car's back with tires that probably won't even have any air in them by the end of the day. They're right. that bad. Right. Exactly. You know? Why and Why I've would you buy a car with bad tires on it anyway? Well, it's one of those friend of a friend kind of things. <sighs> yeah. You know, my yeah. kid went off into the military or they went off to college and they didn't need the car, so I'm selling it. And, oh, if you know somebody that wants it. Yeah. Well, you know, Andrew's been having his anxiety attacks lately and he's doing really good now. So mommy's going to swoop in and buy him a new car and she's going to be the hero. Right. And Mr. Nice guy over here lets her do it. <laughs> and it just, I mean, I'm more mad at myself for not going, uh, no, you're not. Right. Cause here, here's the whole thing. And I think some people will listen to this story and they will be like, um, well, you know, if you told her no, that, that means you're being an ass. Okay. Right. Um, but no, no, it, it, let's just be honest here, folks. The tires are a year old. Okay. They're brand new. He only, I don't even think he put 2000 miles on those tires. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. He's just driving back and forth to work. Well, but even then they've been on the, you know, they've been on, they've been on there for a year. Yeah. Even if they only have 2000 miles, they have been sitting in the weather for a year. 
Okay, well, let's yeah, okay. Let's be yeah. honest. Let's think of it like that, okay? So they've been on the vehicle. Um when he drove off the lot from when they put him on, when they put him on those rims, she essentially gave up her ownership because she put him on your vehicle. Absolutely. They become your tires. And if yes. you want to get rid of that vehicle now, it's going to be a pain in the butt because you're going to feel obligated to put four brand new tires on it. See, and here's the difference. Somebody sold her a vehicle, and this was a friend of a friend, but they didn't see the obligation to put decent tires on it because they're selling it to a friend. Well, they probably dramatically dropped the price just to get rid of the car. Well, and you know what? I understand that. I understand. And the, but you know what the difference is? You look at it differently. Because even if you drop the price to sell the car, you don't feel like it's safe selling somebody a car where they could have an accident in it. Oh, uh, the story's about to finish. Yes, I know. But I mean, but that's my whole point. It's like, really, somebody's going to sell a vehicle that could possibly have an accident, and you're really not going to feel any obligation to at least say, well, you know, whatever. But if they drop the price to compensate for the t cost of the tires, she should have bought new tires for it. Yes. Let, let's but just be did. honest. She should have. She knew she could take advantage of me because I've been that nice guy. Yeah. And she did, and I let her. Right. Finish your story. And it will Sorry. Never happen again. <laughs> never, ever, ever happen again. So here I am. I'm mad at myself. So I got this Jeep sitting here, and I go in, and one of my bestest sister friends in the whole wide world I'd do anything for, that's Tina. She'd been on the show a while back because her father took his own life. And she did. We did a podcast with her. Yeah. Um, I I said, Tina, I need to talk to you. So I was blowing up, vomiting my my drama, and telling her the whole story I just told you guys. And I said, and now, how the hell am I going to sell that Jeep with tires that probably won't make it down the street? Right. She goes, Well, I need a car for my daughter. How much you selling it for? And I'm like, For you, X amount of dollars. And She's like, okay, I'll take it, but you and I need to sit down and work this out. I'm like, no problem. I said, Wednesday night, you can come over and get it. We'll discuss it later. I've known this woman for 15 years. And I get home, and then I realize I can't sell that car to her, even if I sold it to her for five bucks. I have to take it out and get tires put on it. Right. So then I, I called her and I said, look, might not be able to do as quick as I can because the tires that are on there, I, I'd be scared to death to even drive it to your house. And she lives like less than a mile from me. Right. Right. I said, let me go find some tires and get them put on there and then I'll bring it to you. Right. She said, no, you know, we did all that. You don't have to do that. I'm like, yeah, dude, because if something happens to your daughter. The second she gets in that car, I'm never going to forgive myself. Right. Now I'm even more mad at myself for letting that whole drama freaking thing take place. Right. And all I had to say was no. Right. Set the boundary. 
And I was just proud of myself for doing that in my relationships with my family, my friends, the women that I am or not dating at the, you know, right. Whatever, whatever that situation is. And something triggered me with the old ex-wife. And I immediately went back into tail tuck between the legs mode, you know? Right. Right. I keep saying you're killing me smalls, but I'm talking to myself. (laughs) 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 But it's amazing how that, and now that I'm more aware of it and attuned to what's going on about all that. Right. You know, it's like, why didn't you snap? If you'd have just, uh, there it is. No, you're not taking my car. Right. It would have been over with. Right. Right. Well, but you, you're making, it's easy to fall into old habits with old relationships. Jesus, God. Okay. It's, you're right. That's why you have to put, you have to develop those boundaries around those old relationships. You have to find a way, you know, it, it's sort of like if somebody's toxic, you need to pull them out of your life, remove them from your life, because that's, that's they're, they're, that, those boundaries they're not respecting, you know? Yes. And so that, that's the hard part about it. But I will say, when it comes to your kid, it's also really hard. You know, you want to be the nice guy. You're thinking, yeah, I want him to have the tires. His mom should be buying him new ones because she must have gotten a deal on the vehicle. So she saved some money there. Why can't she use that money? But you're like, you know, it's for my son, you know, and and you're sitting there thinking about it. But you're also sacrificing your own happiness. And that's not fair to you. So you have to find a nice boundary compromise that is going to work for you and your son, because no offense, your ex-wife made her choice years ago. She doesn't get a choice in the matter anymore. Right. And, and I think that's the hard part because when it comes to our kids, it's really easy to fall back into old ruts. Yeah. You know, and she knew better than to text me. Cause now see if she would have texted me saying, Hey, I bought those tires that are on your Jeep. I want to put them on the deal. I would have instantly went, no. But she, but she knew better. She had Andrew come to me and say, Dad, we're going to go ahead. The tires on the other were a little bad. We're going to swap them out. And it was my kid. Right. And I, I didn't, you know, I never said, okay. But you didn't say no either. Is it, but I didn't say no either. Right. You know, but I should have known. Right. I should have known. Right. You know, and that's part of the manipulative nature of what's going on behind the scenes is understanding what people can do to get you to do what they want to do. Yep. And now I'm going to be hyper-focused. Yes. Every time I hear the word mom for my kids... Or the name Christy. Yeah. I'm going to immediately just throw up walls everywhere. Right. Okay. Here's my boundaries. Okay. Um, Yep. You know, and I, I, I sometimes will tell my kids, you know, and this sounds really horrible, but, you know, 
Um, hey, mom wants to do this. Okay, she can call me. You know, and then that way it forces that situation because it's easier for me to set the boundary for my with my ex than it is with my kid. So I force any interaction between me and my ex to be between me and my ex, not as the See, kid and that's in between. extremely smart, but I absolutely will just keel over and die if I have to talk to that woman. I know, but you understand I'm, my point. It's easy for you to say no to her, harder yes. for you to say no to the kid. That's why I'm saying sometimes, yeah, it's, it's not probably not great for the I'm going to go back and use your example. Think about the situation you're in. Think about how it affects you, you know, a week from now, a month from now, a year from now. If you had told Andrew, have your mom call me about it. And you said, yeah. And, and you would have been able to say, no. You know what? It would have been over. You wouldn't have been stressing. We wouldn't even be talking about it. And then you wouldn't be stressed out about trying to sell a vehicle to a friend with bad exactly. tires. Exactly. You know, so. Exactly. And, and, and didn't mean to really use your own example against you, but. No, but that's exactly what this is about. This is what we're talking about. This is the things that it, it happened to me. And it's the only person that's stressing out is me. Right, right. Now, Andrew feels like it's his fault. But it's not. You know, because he had to go. But and, and it's absolutely not. No. But she's, I bet you anything right now, she's kicked back in her back chair with a glass of wine going, uh, dumbass. Yeah. Walked all over him again. Yeah. You know. Right. And here I am going, I need to see therapy. You know what I mean? Right. Well, <laughs> Maybe we've I need all to done take it. another Xanax or whatever. You know, whatever. Right. What are the things people take for that? I don't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, we've all done it. We all went back and did got into a rut of something that we didn't want to do because of a situation. So you're not the only one guilty of doing something like that. We all do. Oh, it. no, I get that. Yeah. That's another reason why I'm not afraid to tell these stories. Most people would be like, I don't want people knowing my business. You know, I know, I know. But I'm telling this story that hopefully some guy or some gal, their spouse is doing that to them in the middle of a bad divorce and remember the triggers and hyper focus on the things that make you a kind person not a nice person. Right. Exactly. Because just realize setting a boundary is not a bad thing. It's never a bad thing. I can't imagine any psychologist or psychiatrist or counselor or therapist that will tell you, do not set boundaries. No, no. Boundaries. It, yeah, it's a necessity. There are millions of books out there on self-help books. Right. And every single one of them is going to tell you boundaries, discipline, structure. Right. Structure is a key thing. Yeah. yeah. Well, even then, if you don't have boundaries and structure for yourself, it's somewhat. How are you going to teach your kids structure and boundaries? Right. And, you know, that's key thing for a lot of children is they got to understand structure and boundaries. Because yes. how are they going to teach? How are they going to set boundaries with their friends? How are they right. going to set boundaries when they grow up and become an adult if you don't teach them those boundaries? 
And I right. think that's a big thing. I mean, it, it's, you know, we surround ourselves and I'm not just kids, but even other people, family, friends, you have to set boundaries, your, your expectations. You know, I'm not going to be treated like this. Well, you know, right. it, it, well, if you're going to be like that, I'm just never going to come around again. Okay. I will be happier. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean, if that's the way it's going to be. You know, if you're, you're going to constant barrage with put downs and sarcastic, you know, right. comebacks and, you know, <laughs> that's not what I want. That's right. not the kind of friends I want. Right. I mean, you and I, we have, we know our boundaries. Right. And we know where we can pick and how far we can go yep. before we know it's it's going to hurt our feelings. And we've gone, both of us have gone over the boundaries a time or two. But we also know how to, okay, I think I stepped over the line, Nick. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. We have stepped over the line once or twice. And the if you didn't realize it yourself and come back and go, maybe I pushed my boundaries a little bit, I apologize. Or I would go, Jay, the other day, remember when that thing happened? It really kind of got <laughs> under my skin. Right. I've, we've done that. Yes. And it's not like, hey, you're just being butthole, you know. It was like, I've said things that were just devastating, and I told Jay about it. We actually did a podcast about some of the things that I had said on the podcast that I wished I could take back and delete, right? Right. Remember that? Yeah. And I was devastated, and I approached you with that. Right. I could have just swept it under the rug, and it would have gone away, and everything would have been fine. But it was something that I needed to say, look, I love you with all my heart. I said something it's making me feel bad about, and I need to tell you about it. Right. And right. you were very gracious about, hey, man, I understand. Apology accepted. Right. You know, the whole bit. Right. And you and I have done that. Right. And that's what, that's that's where I want to be in life. Right. Then you're a kind guy, because I told you, look, you know, a nice guy would have just, you know, tucked his tail and not said anything and just... Hopefully nobody will say or hear, you know, and everything will be okay. Right. You know? Exactly. And I'll just buy, I'll, I'll buy him a couple of beers the next time I see him and everything will be, you know, that kind of thing. That's a nice guy. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Ain't no. doing that no more. Right. No, exactly. And, you know, you got to set your own boundaries too. And so, you know, um, you know, and I don't, I try to be very respectful of most people's boundaries. I, I probably push the envelope. Um, I, I don't, there are some people I probably push the envelope on a little bit, but by the same token, I will say this. If you're doing something wrong, or if you're doing something that bumps up against my boundary, Saying something to you may be go over your boundary, but I'm sorry, something still has to be said. Right. You know, there, there are people that don't want to hear your opinion or your feeling on a certain subject or a matter or whatever. But just realize we both have boundaries here. You know, if you don't respect mine... You can't exactly expect me to respect yours. And that's where the, that's where the wheels fall off the wagon. Yes. Because if I start picking, you know, yeah. picking yeah. at you, picking yeah, exactly. at you, picking at me, and you keep letting me, 
the that that wall that boundary is going lower and lower and lower and lower and i'm going to take a step up and pick and pick and pick until finally you're going to start barrage pick back at me and now both of us are being assholes yeah exactly and then there's resentment you know? there because it's like oh yeah you know i'm trying to be a good friend but he's taking it a little far yeah you know and you've experienced that with narcissism because you're yes. like i'm trying to be a good friend but you're being a little too much here okay you know right you know and so and i think that's we, we've all had have life experiences like that i mean i've had plenty of them but i i think you know that's kind of the whole point is is we all experience those situations we're all guilty you know i try not to ever go past somebody's boundary i'm not saying that i don't un unintentionally ever do it i'm just right. as guilty you know if i catch it you know, if they say something, you know, I apologize. I always try to be cognizant of that, but I'm not. But that's saying what you want. You want them to catch it, or you, you know, and say something, yes. so that you know. Because there was another good TikTok that says, "Don't expect every relationship to be perfect. They're gonna let you down. Well, I they're mean gonna disappoint you in a relationship. Any relationship at one point." They're going to do what they need to do for them, and it might not be what you wanted or what you thought should be. Right. And it's going to be a disappointment. The thing about it is, is one of the things that's great about our relationship right. is if it ever got there, we nipped it in the bud as, almost as quick as we could. Right. You know what I mean? Yes. We didn't let it linger. We didn't let it fester. We right out front, all right, that was a little stepping over the boundaries done i know i know you know the limits or we know you know what i mean exactly exactly if i could just find a woman that i can do that with <laughs> sorry dude i ain't doing a sex change we're good well uh, you know stay just how you are because i love you just the way you are <laughs> i know i'm I'll, just messing with you you just have to keep bailing me out of jail because I, I i turned into my nice guy and got my ass beat by some chick in a bar because i wouldn't buy her another drink Oh my gosh! <laughs> I don't go to bars anymore, but you know, yeah, that was a good story. I thought it was hey, funny. Hey, that was, you almost got that. You know, that third, third crazy first date, whatever. You know, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's right. Getting bailed out of jail because she's too drunk and calling me. It's all my fault. Yeah, yeah. exactly. You remember? Yeah, I remember that story. Uh, yeah, there you go. Go listen. To it. I don't remember what episode it was, but yeah. Go back yeah. and listen to that crazy... Crazy first dates, yes. Crazy Jesus. first dates part three or something. Yeah, I know. It was pretty funny. Nick had a really great episode Ooh. on that one. So that was a hilarious story. I'm, I'm, I know it was bad because you, you lived it, but that was a, still a pretty hilarious story when you look back. It's funny as hell now. Yeah, exactly. I didn't get thrown in jail. <laughs> well, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so... Well, folks, this one went a little long, but we had, you know, a little bit off the cuff, a little bit of... You know, kind of stuff we want to talk about. Um, any final words for the crowd? I absolutely do. And this is one of the things, I don't know if you'd want to call it my mantra, but focus on yourself. At least do that. Look in the mirror and be able to count to 10 and be happy with what you see in the mirror. Set your boundaries, set your rules. <laughs> the people that are around you are going to love you more and love you harder if you do that. <coughs> yes. That's what I got to say. Just 
do it. Take care of yourself first mentally, physically, mentally, emotionally, and then you can take care of everybody else and still be a kind person. Yeah, 100%. Because, I mean, and I love the way you put that. Because if you don't take care of yourself, how are you going to be able to focus on a relationship? You know, there's exactly, you know, and so, you know, in my family, you know, I, I say I put my kids first, but if I don't take care of myself, who's going to be around to take care of them? Right. Exactly. So exactly, you know, in, in a relationship, you still have to take care of yourself. You have to think about your happiness. Remember, let's go back to the old saying, happy spouse, house, happy, happy house. house. Yep. Amen. Yep. So, well, I don't have anything else for the, the fans. Uh, want to thank everyone out there. We actually got some new followers. Really excited awesome. about that, you know. So, um, keep following and keep listening. 